Hey everyone, welcome to the Beyond the Dance Floor podcast, a place where I talk with dancers, artists, and other creatives about pretty much anything as it relates and doesn't relate to dance. I am your host, Dean, aka Razzy D, from the Filthy Feet crew out of Vancouver, Canada. Today we talk with my good friend Tafaya out of Toronto, Canada, from the crew Caballium. Now, Tafaya was nice enough to be the first guest to ever appear on this podcast. And this was when I was just starting out and I didn't even know what I was doing. So it's kind of rough, but if you're interested in hearing my humble beginnings, uh, here it is. Check it out. Peace. Yeah. So let's, let's, let's start this thing, I guess. Um, why don't you just start by like telling, telling the two or three people that are listening to this, like who you are. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I, my name is Tafaya Itiababaya. Uh, I live in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. Um, I'm an artist, movement, and visual arts. Um, uh, yeah, just enjoy movement, enjoy visual arts, a breaking house, hip-hop. Um, uh, visual arts do you do? I didn't know that. Yeah, I uh, I, I always enjoyed uh, drawing first. Um, not so much painting, but later on, like, you know, mixing it with drawing. So, like, you know, I'll do, like, acrylic bases or acrylic backgrounds and then drawing on top of that, like, especially using, like, Sharpie or pen and ink and stuff like that because I feel yeah. more control when I use a paintbrush. I just don't. It's a flow to it, and I just enjoy feeling like the lines of pen. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Did you go to art school? Yeah. Yeah, you did, right? I did. Um, uh, when I, I moved back to Canada in 2007 because I got accepted into a high school arts program. Uh, which Where were you before? I, I was living in uh, Miami in uh, Florida for like eight years. Yeah. But I wasn't doing anything there. I was just wasting my time. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was just being a kid, you know, like going to school, but it wasn't leading to a productive future for me. Right, right, right. Everything kind of kickstarted when I moved back to Canada. That's why I saw dancing. And, yeah. Oh, so you weren't dancing before that? No, 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 no. In like 2008, I started dancing because I'd seen kids in the hallways like start breaking and I was just like, yo, this is crazy. Like, yeah, no. yeah. yeah. And I was doing martial arts before that, but I had stopped for like a year and I was looking for the next thing anyway. So it just kind of came up. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's pretty cool. Miami. I like living in Miami. Miami is, uh, or my Florida in general is a really weird uh, atmosphere. If, if you've never been there, basically, majority of it is very separate. It's very spread out, and uh, specifically Miami and the surrounding areas are 
are very suburban, um, except for the downtown core. It's basically made up of a lot of gated communities and strip malls. Um, and then because of this, that gated community kind of aspect to it, you, you're just very isolated. So even to get out of a gated community to like the road or the main area, like if you don't have a car as a kid, like that's gonna take you like 20 minutes, uh, like where I lived. And that's just to get to the road. And then to get somewhere else, that's gonna be like another like 30 to 40 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> that's good exercise. Yeah, but like it's kind of kind of wild, you know. You don't even yeah. like, interact with people. Like you can't go anywhere. Yeah, until you drive. Most people, what they know about Florida is like Disney World and uh, and like the Florida Man memes. Oh yeah, Florida Man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, not all that great. Nice weather, but hurricane. Right. So. Ah, yeah, that's true. That's yeah. true. Um, but yeah, so you saw breaking, yeah. and uh, why don't you take us through your journey a little bit, like up until today? Give us a Cliff's Notes, though. The Cliff Notes version, <laughs> yeah. Um, I am Cliff Notes, I am, or not, who cares? Yeah, <laughs> like, uh, I'm like. 15 years old, 16. I'm 16, and uh, like I'm walking in a hallway, and I don't really know a lot of people in the school. But as I'm, it's lunchtime, and as I turn the corner, I just see a kid go up into a Nike freeze, and that's like the first glimpse I have of breaking. Right? It's just like bam, and I was just like what <laughs> you know i just literally turned the corner and i saw that stuff and uh i was like what what is happening right now so uh you know i just sat like i watched and i was like that's cool but then i kept coming back you know every day and then you know sitting down instead of standing up and then eventually the next day or after time you're just like hey like how do you guys do that like yeah. You know, and yeah, that's kind of how it started. And then basically, you go from your school and meeting people to like the typical, I can't, I guess, like tale of the time, which is like, yo, we heard about this kid in this other school that can do like three flares, you know? And you're, you're like, no way. So then you go like wandering after school, after practice to go find these other kids who supposedly. <laughs> these tricks or things you can't do and yeah. it's a lot of misconnections and getting to schools when they close and then like not meeting those people but meeting their friends and then getting down yeah. with them and yeah just a whole lot of that a lot of traveling inner city and then slowly it became like meeting uh winston temps from oh. ifrit yeah and uh he was like someone that pushed me actually to go outside of Toronto for the first time because he at, at when he was 16, he threw a jam called Tura and like a 16 year old in 2009 or 2010 to throw a jam. Like, yeah, I don't know, that's kind of wild. Yeah. So he threw a jam and he asked me to do an exhibition battle against him. And, uh, I was, I was 
Shameless self-promotion. Like I, I was terrible. Um, I even had a pulled groin, so I went to Winnipeg. And that was the first place I went to go break outside of Toronto. And in my opinion, I got smoked, but it was like a really eye-opening experience for me because I saw a different style. And like I met a lot of people that I still talk to now, like um, Sleepy, uh, guy whose name is Jamal, uh, Della, um, a lot of Gerald, a lot of DG people, like Dangerous Goods. Uh, Winnipeg people? Yeah, a whole lot of the Winnipeg scene. And uh, it really pushed me to be like, okay, well, this is real life. And there's so many more people I can, like, go link up with and meet. And it just kind of pushed me. And then, you know, go to Montreal, Ottawa, all over the place. And it just keeps expanding until eventually, instead of national, you're going to America. And then instead of, I went back to Miami, you know, and like I linked up with people there and then that relationship was there. And, uh, you know, it just kept growing like slowly more and more. And then you fill in the world. It's like when you're playing Starcraft and you type in black sheep to like <laughs> open up the whole map, you know, like that's what I felt like happened. I was just like, whoa, this is crazy. Oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah I saw like few years ago or something you were in vietnam or last year two years ago yeah yeah, yeah. that was um yeah 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 last not sorry not last year but the year before last december it, it appears like last year because it's at the tail end right 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 right, right. um how was that how's the how's the vietnam scene uh vietnam was really raw. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I always heard really good things about it from Rory, who lives out in Bangkok. But he always told me like, you know, Vietnam is like, it's one of those places that's like, you know, the up and coming, the like, unknown kind of places, but it's super dope people. Yeah. Uh, everything there, like from food to energy to like the way that people are, like. They're dancing, their graffiti scene. It's raw. It's just so powerful. And like these, like they can practice outside like every day because the weather is really good. And they have a lot of um, publicly like funded parks that are very nice that have like tile floors that are smooth. Oh, so you're you're good, you know. And um, just like the way people are over there, especially in the hip hop community, they're so welcoming and they're really respectful and like they're really easy to like vibe with even when i didn't know anyone at all and i just went to a park to get down everyone was really cool and they just put me in a direction or they just want to vibe uh, showed me really cool food spots and even getting down at a jam with some of those people in the circles had like a lot of meaningful just meaningful throwdowns and caught some like rounds with some people especially like Shout out to like Hallie Crew, Hallie Crew, Cypher Shadow, Good Morning Vietnam, all those those crews. <laughs> they really dope. Yeah. Nice. Cool, yeah. cool. Highly recommend it. Like I wish I could go to um to um Hanoi Concrete Jam. Oh uh, yeah, I heard about that. Yeah. Yeah, it looks good. It, it definitely I think one of the most underrated places in Asia for breaking. 
Yeah, yeah, I heard about that. I think Brendan was there too for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw Brandon, that. Right? Yeah. box cutter. Yeah. 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 So I saw like photos and stuff. It looks like a really good scene. And just the the, the country itself. It's always been one of those places that I want to go. Highly recommend it if you get the opportunity. Yeah. It's a little bit annoying um, due to their visa kind of stuff sometimes. Just, yeah, but if you want to go, you you just deal with it. And yeah, it's like Russia. Yeah. Russia is also kind of complicated. Yeah, visa, visa application stuff. Right. Yeah. Well, we're moving closer and closer to like this global <laughs> one world kind of thing. So yeah. maybe in the future, you know, everything will be like like the European Union and all these countries, but you just kind of roam around. <laughs> Oh, that would be the dream, you know, because then just live wherever you want. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm sure there'd be some, or probably lots of bad parts to it, but no, good and bad with everything, right? Yeah, yeah. So you were you were just in Vancouver recently too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was there for February to March, the full month. Crazy. <clears throat> Yeah, you did a you did a series of workshops. Yeah, or you did one or a few series. Nice, nice. Yeah. Uh, called coping mechanisms. Yeah, coping mechanisms. Why Why did you name it coping mechanisms? What's the story behind that name? Huh. Uh, a few years ago. Um, before Cabalion anniversary in uh, 2016, Charles and I were resident artists for uh, a space called Artscape in Toronto that owns several artists' properties. And they also just provide space for artists if you get that residency. So as one of the fundraising events we did for Jam, we did a collective workshop, he and I, and uh, this was one of uh, kind of the names of, of the things we did, and we called it Coping Mechanisms. And the full title is Coping Mechanisms for the Situation Known as Breaking. Um, because, you know, in life, you go through a lot of different things, and you have to be able to handle the bad shit and the good shit. So, you know, if you have good coping mechanisms, you are ready for the situation to deal with yeah. it your way right and yeah. it's so different than when breaking breaking is is a situation you go to a party and a cypher pops off right that's a situation that's happening will this still happen <laughs> yeah, i don't know about you but yeah i'm like you know when the situation presents itself yeah. like you best be prepared <laughs> To right, deal with. Right. And uh, yeah, so uh, I think it, it was a good, uh, it was a good, it's been a, a, lo a long process to like develop it actually, because it's like a lot of knowledge and information broken into chunks and pieces over the past few years and kind of put out in a more productive way and a more productive uh, manner, I'll say, format. Yeah. From that cool, cool. Yeah, that's that's a no. I I 
expected something, you know, some kind of answer like that. Because like when you were here in, uh, when you visited me here in Japan, and you know, we were just, you know, chatting about stuff, and you were going through like your thought process on a lot of things, and like some of the stuff that you were saying, like I was like, oh damn, like that's so crazy. I never would have thought of looking at it like that, or, uh, uh, or just like. You know, it's something that maybe everyone thinks about, but you're just kind of thinking about it in like a slightly different way or something, and it's it's like, oh shit, yeah. So that's cool. Um, what kind of stuff did you do that though? Like, we're always like, we're all on like a different slight edge. Yeah, like, like, yeah. Maybe it's because like, you know, I'm on that real social isolation, mm -hmm. social distancing thing for like the past couple years, so. <laughs> uh, so maybe it was like having someone actually come in and like show me a different perspective than my own was really like really cool so um yeah but in the workshop I know you don't maybe you don't want to like divulge too much because then people will just like oh I just listen to this this little chat with Dean and Tafaya and then like, I don't need to go to his his workshop but do you want to like explain a little bit about what what you covered in it? Yeah, uh, basically, I think uh, the important thing to get out of the workshop, or the reason why uh, I wanted to host a space like that, is uh, I think it's really important, especially in the competition era of things, to remind people um, that. It's not, it's not about just a, a win or lose game that is subject to the opinions of three people, traditionally, sitting down in chairs and pointing to one side. Yeah. Um, and we have the opportunity to educate people every time we throw down on our own personal histories and our own experiences. And uh, it's really impactful being that we're in an arts-based culture, to imbue like your cultural or social, economic, whatever situation into your dancing um, and ask people also for their own dancing, hey, what does that mean to you? Or like, why did you do that? Or does that have any significance in your life? Or where is that even from for you? Because you'd be surprised what the possibilities could be for that. So the main thing was why, like, why are we doing this? Why, why, why are you doing that? What does that mean? Getting more of those like questions kind of percolating and creating a stew. Yeah. And if we start to dig deeper into those questions, then the content also becomes deeper because then no longer is a hook just a hook. A hook is part of a larger mechanism that could be describing like this crazy period of time you went through you know, that that expresses like a completely different understanding than what anybody thought a hook could be. And in that sense, that's when the hook becomes your hook, right? It's, it's when you're no longer just breaking, you're just dancing and breaking is the medium through which you're expressing yourself, right? It's like breaking is like a pencil, whereas like maybe some people say like, oh, like hip hop is like a paintbrush or like house is like, you know, like a saxophone, like it's all different mediums. Of just yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, in that sense, uh, allowing people to like see different ways of 
how we can use the foundation alternatively to create our own stories versus only telling a traditional story of what people think breaking should be, which yeah, is yeah. completely related to their own lived experiences. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So bringing the people back to themselves and then pulling them back into breaking versus bringing them to breaking and saying, this is what it is. And like, no, you are, you are breaking and then pulling yeah, it back. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Damn. That's pretty cool. Uh, yeah, it's a good, good. I think more of that stuff needs to need to come out in, in breaking. Like, I don't know. This is just my opinion. Like a lot of, a lot of the ways that people think about breaking is like very surface level and, you know, people can talk about like sports and sports versus art. It's a sport, it's an art, it's both, whatever. But like, you know, like if you think of it like a sport or something like that, like you're just going to think very, really, really surface level. And you're not going to think about like, like you said, a hook is just a hook. And if you're thinking of it a bit deeper and like as a, as an artistic medium or even like the way that I think about it these days is like it's a we're exploring like our own inner kind of psyche <laughs> like who we who we are maybe as people or just like a human nature right right, right? and that's coming up and that's kind of what art is is like an expression of like what's in here and it comes out in all these different forms of visual art or music or dancing and stuff like that so you know, I think more more people need to start. They don't have to if they don't want to, but it's good that some people are doing it that way and getting more into like the deeper levels yeah. and people that can like articulate it too. So kudos to you for doing that. <laughs> it's just good to have more alternatives, you know, I think like yeah. As you go, like, as we go more commercial, I think it means the underground has to go deeper as well. <clears throat> yeah. That, that's the balance of things. So. Yeah. Yeah. Everything's like that. Yeah. Go so far one way and there's going to be a opposite reaction. Like Star Wars, you know. Yeah. yeah. Like dark side, light, light, light rises to me. Anyway, we won't get into that. Uh, <laughs> the sequel suck. Okay. Yeah, all of them. All of them. Anyway. <laughs> um, yeah. So coping mechanisms and uh, doing that stuff. Um, I think one thing I'm always kind of curious about is like what are you into outside of breaking there's a lot of these things like you know people do podcasts they'll do an interview and everything revolves around the like breaking yeah. and like yeah we're all interested in that I mean, it's a big passion of ours and so everyone who's who would be listening to this would probably have an interest in it but like i think it's important to know <clears throat> or it's it's always interesting to know like what people do outside of breaking and even how that comes back sometimes and influences yeah. stuff, right? Yeah. 
I'll I'll say for sure the definitely like the drawing, like the all, all the like kind of visual art stuff I do feeds back and kind of occupies a lot of my headspace, especially like now that I'm stuck at home or like I can't just go out um, working on a lot of random design stuff for myself. So that that's one aspect of it whether it's me working digital and like illustrator or um or me like drawing like today sat down and i had to draw something because someone over instagram issued like an idea and a challenge to a bunch of our friends and uh you know outside of that i like reading uh, i like the way people write because i think writing is a good vehicle of expression and communication whether it's gestural or whether it's oral or whether it's written is all just a mode of trying to convey something that you desperately need to get out. And uh, through writing, you connect to language. Language is so interesting to me. Um, whether you're talking about like slang, and it could be stupid slang, like Toronto slang, you know, oh, Tutu's fam, or like, it's like, you know, Tutu's fam. Tutu's like, like full truth, like I'm being real, like for real, you know, honestly. <laughs> Yeah, um, you know things like that. I think that's interesting. Like, oh, it, yeah. tell a story regionally. So, like, I'm interested in language too, whether it's English or other things. And although I don't fully <clears throat> speak the languages because of all the places I've been, I know bits and pieces of various languages. But I talk a lot about people with culture and like why? Why do you think like that in that language? Like, how do you communicate in that language? And why do they act like that? Um, and that tells you something about how to use the language, and then that changes your you as a person completely too. So all of that is super interesting. Nice. Yeah, um, writing. I like to write a little bit too, but that's more like personal. Like I don't really share my writing with people. Um, like uh, it's kind of like your thoughts and stuff. Yeah, like whether it's free writing or whether it's like poems or pieces. Like I just write for myself. It's just a nice thing. Makes me uh, feel a little bit clear-headed. Um, <clears throat> although one day I would like to put out a children's book for fun, just just cause. But yeah, it, yeah nice. Like a random side thing. Yeah, that's one thing. Uh, me personally, I started doing a lot more is like writing down my yeah my like personal thoughts mm. about stuff. Mm. So like these days. If I'm reading some book, I have a notebook beside me mm. and I'm just reading and then some something pops up and I just start like scribbling down my thoughts. Yeah. And like, you know, I think sometimes we look at that as like, okay, that's permanent. That's what I really think or whatever. But, you know, sometimes it's just like, that's a glimpse of that one moment right there. Right. And that's what you thought, right? And you can go back and be like, look back at it and be like, what the hell was I thinking about? That's so stupid. But maybe there's some little like interesting tidbits in there. But, you know, it's cool to, I don't know, me personally, like the actual physical act of writing it out solidifies those thoughts like more in my mind. Mm. You know, like when I was in school, I used to write, like everyone takes notes and stuff. Yeah. But like, I didn't really have to, study a lot because like it was the act of writing it out uh, like 
uh, reinforces it in my brain. Mm. Obviously, sometimes you like write down the wrong stuff, <laughs> so you miss like. Yeah. yeah, but yeah. Do you find that like also through writing, like as much as it gives strength to things, that sometimes it can take power away, like also from things that if they only live in your head, like for my anxieties and stuff that I have or fears, sometimes I'll write it. I'm like, oh, now that I, I, I could like extract it, it's not even that bad on paper. Like, uh, you know, like, I, maybe, I, I don't know. I haven't personally had that, but I can totally understand like how that could work for people. Uh, maybe I do it in a different way. Mm. Maybe I think I do it through like just talking with friends and shit, mm. you know, in an active conversation like this right now. You know, yeah. Yeah. the conversation brings stuff out and uh, yeah, whatever. Yeah. But that's cool. Yeah. Um, so you do writing, you do yeah. visual arts, yeah. you do dancing, of course. Uh, um, and uh, I don't know, there's like, I'm always interested in music making, but it's that ugh, money is the main factor, right? Like, yeah, I, I would love to just buy an MPC and like kind of go ham. Now is the time, if anything, like there's yeah. nothing you could do. But, yeah. you know, money is not flowing like that right now. Um, uh, right. Yeah. So... I think in the future, definitely, like, either producing something or DJing, that would be, like, the next move. But I'm in no rush for that. So until then, I just enjoy doing what I do. Yeah. Um, yeah. And besides that, I think uh, I would say, like, besides all this, like, facilitation and uh, communicating is also a passion of mine. Um mm -hmm. And I consider that separate um, from just breaking, separate from just whatever else people attach it to, because it is like its own art in itself. You're basically communicating with people and learning how to create spaces and environments that people can exist in. Mm -hmm. There's a whole process behind it. It's like you're curating the music that you're playing. You have to like create processes for people to like kind of like learn how to come into and out of the space and kind of create that wave for them to flow into and out of so that by the time they leave after an hour and a half or two hours that they're like whoa what just happened we just had an experience like it's yeah, yeah. like a very mental game you're playing with yourself to kind of imagine how would I feel coming into this room if I treated someone like this and basically that's all it is. You're you're just figuring out how you want to treat people, mm. and uh, that's an interesting. <clears throat> interesting. Yeah, atmosphere is like a huge, huge thing when, whenever you're, yeah, you know, going into any kind of space or whatever. That's like for me. That's the thing that if I go to, um, any kind of social gathering or whatever, like if the there's like a good atmosphere that's just something that sticks with me for a long time like certain events like the, the first time you walk in to the building 
or like just coming waiting in line getting closer and closer to the building there's like some some things some events that have this atmosphere to them and like you already start to get this feeling of like what it's going to be like and and then you know after the, everything that happens when you go to the event and whatever like if they've continued that vibe throughout the whole event like that stuff sticks with you yeah. more than say like what the stuff that you actually saw sometimes yeah. but like the feel of the place or the feel of the event or whatever yeah yeah, Sounds, feel. Oh, yeah. Nice, nice. Um, yeah, I've been like getting back into pro wrestling. <laughs> I love pro wrestling. Yeah. Yeah, I can feel that. Everybody's like yeah. inspiration, I think. You know? like, yeah, yeah. Other people, like, yeah. yeah. Anyway, stuff outside of breaking that gives you inspiration for. Or stuff outside whatever your focus is that yeah. gives you inspiration. Yeah. I think it's really, really necessary. Right, 100%. It's, it's funny. It's like if you focus, if it's like you're staring at one thing for so long, eventually you begin to hate it, right? Because you, you, you can't see anything else. You can't appreciate anything else. You can't think yeah, outside yeah. of it. So just being able to look away from something or even move to a different space with something is like, the best thing I think to be able to do creatively. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's why we need other things. You need other things and you need like challenges and stuff like that throughout your life because that gives you perspective on what you do have or where you're going or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you might be struggling with something and you're like some, I don't know, mental block or whatever in, in, your art or something and then you face something that's like uh, i don't know like a family member dies like a close family member dies it's like a really uh bad experience and that kind of puts things in perspective like oh shit maybe this thing isn't so bad and i shouldn't be stressing out about this thing and like yeah. and then you might come back later to that thing and you see it in a new way and it's like way easier to get past it yeah. you're not blocked anymore because like you have a new perspective and a new way of seeing, looking at things. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. 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 I, I feel like, you know, it's weird. Death death has that capacity to put a lot of shit in perspective. You know, like, it oh, kind yeah. of of like all the things that you worry about that aren't important at all. And just, yeah. it's like, what does that matter? We're all going to die, you know? Like, really, is that what you want to spend your energy on? Um, yeah. Uh, like Yo, good, you got the denial of death. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's good. You know, I embrace it fully. Like, no, no, no. I'm saying even if you embrace it, it's good read. If you can get through a lot of the like Freudian gobbledygook, <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, it's good though. Yeah, but yeah, it's basically like, you know, death is one of those things that. That's like the original fear in humans, like, yeah. and we repress that because we have to. Yeah. Like, how could you go through life with this idea that oh, I'm gonna die, I'm gonna die, I'm gonna die? Like, you know, right. you can't do that. We we all find ways of, of coping with it. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <yeah. laughs> 
But I totally agree. Death is like yeah. when you become aware of that, you do really kind of wake up. Really. And like, you know, this is really random. Not really random, but I'll just put this out there. Uh, yeah, like, I really feel, you know, that idea of like reincarnation and rebirth and this kind of thing. And you're reborn with the kind of sometimes kind of like the knowledge that you had before and whatever, right? Mm. Like those past experiences continue with you. Yeah. Yeah. Like when I was younger, I was thought of like reincarnation as like you physically die and then you're physically reborn. But like after my brother passed away and I was like thinking about, well, death became real to me. I was thinking about all this stuff and like I came to this realization that like throughout your life there's going to be things that that happen good or bad but they fundamentally kind of change the way that you think yeah and in a sense like the old you however you were before is dead yeah. and you're reborn and this new you're kind of this new person mentally physically you're the same but mentally you're like or spiritually or however you want to put it like that's a new person yeah 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 i think that's very deeper but sometimes there's the question too though is it like are you really changing or are you just becoming more of who you are you know like it's like things that are pushed down in your subconscious yeah. that are more yeah. or less triggered to come as a result of those experiences, you know? Yeah, a lot of these, like, what do you call them? Barriers that you put up for, for yourself. Yeah. They get broken yeah. down. Right. right. Yeah. Yo, that's, like, something that I want to get into with some of these next videos. Is yeah. like, yeah, a bit of, like, the psychology and, and breaking down your ego. Yeah, yeah. And not ego in the sense of, like, oh, I have a big ego, I'm the shit, that kind of thing. That's part of it, but like, just like your image of who you are, what you think of, who you think you are, and who like people have told you to be, and this kind of thing. And like, that's an image that gets constructed in your head, and that's totally natural, and we all do it. But like, learning to, uh, I don't know, like, control how to like break it down sometimes, and then that's how you, that's when you can like fully release and and do all these creative things yeah when you don't have these blocks yeah like how it's supposed to be this way or this is what this thing is and when you just kind of see everything like uh like as a kid would see it like as a baby would see it they have no idea of like what anything is so they see it it's like seeing it for the first time but you're an adult and you have you have a fully developed brain, hopefully. <laughs> and so you can see if you can train your mind to like break down these things, then you start to see it for the first time, but with all your past experiences, in a sense, like, like I know how to break, but I'm seeing breaking for the first time and it's yeah. making me think of doing all these other different things or something like that, right? Yeah yeah and art anyway being right that's so yeah. simple 
removing the idea, whatever image we, we've constructed of ourselves is based on what we've seen other people be or ideals that we hold. But what happens yeah. when you just let yourself be as you are? It's nothing like yeah. what you've seen necessarily, right? Yeah. yeah. This is one of the hardest things. Yeah. That's what I've been enjoying actually recently. I feel like I've been letting myself just be more. So as a yeah. result, yeah. I've been having more fun with the things I'm doing because I, I don't have a yeah. image of all these things. I was like, oh, I want this and that and this put together. But all those are things I've seen other people do. So, you know, is it really me if I've seen other people do it or should I just let myself be myself and see what happens, right? Yeah. But that's part of you is the things that you've seen before, right? Yeah. I think to a certain degree. Well, I mean, like, yeah. I mean, what is, well, we're getting like super (laughs) philosophical. But it's like, that's, what is what is your life if not like the things that you've seen and experienced right and they've shaped you into whatever you are uh not to say that that's like you are this person and you can never change but yeah um anyway (laughs) i don't know too deep into that because that's like that's like another two-hour conversation right there. <laughs> You're just like, no, 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 we got, <laughs> we got to bring it back. Yeah, 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 it's too much, it's too much. Um, you knew what would happen when you called me. Don't lie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I'm like, you know, I'm doing this at the moment for the channel, so I gotta still think about like I gotta keep it within a watchable range, maybe. Oh no. Yeah, so maybe, maybe we'll cut it right now, at least the recording. We we can keep chatting, but we'll cut the recording now, unless you have something that you really want to say. Yeah, why don't you finish it off with with some, some, whatever you want to say. I don't want to do, like, you have any shout-outs or advice, like, just say whatever you want to say. That's how we'll finish this. Honestly, we're living in a very strange time, and... If you have the space, like I wish I did, I would be getting down every day, but I can't because I live above my landlord, so I can't do that. But if somebody sees this and they can, you get down for me, and I will live with you in that process. Oh, nice. <laughs> Just be grinding on some other art stuff. <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah, you make the most out of uh, what you have, right? Right. That's real hip hop shit right there. Hip hop is the struggle to get food to your mouth. <laughs> Where did I hear that before? <laughs> oh shit. Yo, if anyone if there's someone listening or watching to this thing and they've never seen uh Donald I think it's like Eric Comedy. It's Donald what's his face? Donald Glover. The guy famous now. Donald Glover. Yeah, Donald Glover doing this guy who is so hip-hop he got his hands surgically attached to his back in the like the b-boy stance yeah you gotta watch it it's that's like yeah some legendary stuff all right this has been fun it was good catching up with you Uh, i think we're gonna cut it there to everyone who's listening and watching 
thanks for listening. Hope it was an engaging story or conversation or whatever. Oh, damn, it's like we talked for almost for an hour. Um, let me know what you think about this. And oh, shit, I can just do this after we cut it. I don't have to. Thanks, everyone, for listening. If you like what you heard, please consider supporting on my Patreon page at www.patreon.com slash RazzyF2. That's R-A-Z-Z-Y-F-2. This also goes towards supporting my YouTube channel where I make tutorials and discussion videos. And you can find that at www.youtube.com slash RazzyF2, R-A-Z-Z-Y-F-2. Supporting on Patreon puts your name in the credits of the videos as a supporter, gives you access to a private Discord server where you can connect with fellow members, and gives you access to the full video versions of each podcast. I also offer private coaching there, so if that's something you're interested in, it's available. Once again, thank you for listening, and look forward to the next one. Peace.